June is celebrated in America as Pride Month. It is the month that all LGBTQIA2S plus take pride in celebrating their lifestyle choices, choices that stand in direct opposition to God's word. And this begs a question, what is to be the Christian response? What do we do when businesses celebrate it, the culture attacks those who do not, and family and friends also want to be celebrated? Let's see what the Bible says about that. Hey, welcome to the podcast. So glad that you clicked on this so that you can join in on this interesting and fun conversation. Mm. If you would, you can go ahead and like. If you're watching on YouTube, you can comment. You can subscribe to our channel. We have podcasts coming out every Wednesday morning at 8 o'clock. So I'm glad that you're here for this one, and it is going to be a good episode. Yeah, man. Um, it's relevant. We are approaching uh, Pride Month here in America. It is the time when the community of uh, growing Letters mm-hmm. is uh, celebrating their activity and their beliefs and mm-hmm. their lifestyle. It used to be that it was just the LGBT. Even now, just the LGBT. Yeah, well, it was just originally, and, yeah, even before that, right. Yeah. Um, just G. Yeah. <laughs> as we'll see. But yeah, now you have the LGBTQIA2S. Two Spirit. Two Spirit. Plus, and so the list keeps growing. And um, you think, okay, where did this all come from? So here in America, it started uh, in 1969 in uh, Manhattan. There was a, uh, a gay bar uh, in New York or in Manhattan called the Stonewall Inn. It was raided by police, and riots began after that uh, in opposition to the raid on that bar. And every year after that, they commemorated that date, June 28th, 1969. And so uh, they began each year uh, protest um, that that um, police raid at that time. Mm-hmm. Fast forward in history, you come up to uh, 1999, Bill Clinton declares that anniversary of the Stonewall raid uh, as Gay and Lesbian Pride Month. Well. So he, he opens it up and makes that declaration in the United States and it formally begins to be recognized. Um, and then, uh, again, fast forward 2011, uh, Barack Obama expands it, the Pride Month, to include the whole of the LGBT community. And that was just a few letters, just four mm-hmm. back then in 2011. And that has, of course, expanded today. The entire month is filled mm-hmm. with displays and parades and festivals and events across the nation. Yeah where the members of that community will be dressed in their uh, favorite apparel and attire and engaged in their activities Mm -hmm. in city streets, public venues. And so it has progressed now to the point where there are businesses across the nation Mm -hmm. uh, getting all in on the deal and using that as a platform Mm -hmm. for their advertising. June 1st, you will see probably like, 75%, 75%, if not more, of the big corporations all change their logo to a that's, rainbow logo. That's true. That's you'll true. See teams and you'll see all that stuff. Yep. yep. And so just some of the ways we've seen that happen, these are, these are just a few already, is uh, Petco. You can go to Petco and buy um, clothing and accessories for your pets that recognize Pride Month. Um, Bud Light has recently come under fire for their use of a transgender in advertising, and they are mm-hmm. uh, paying a big price for that. Sales mm-hmm. dropping dramatically. Um, 
And then Los Angeles Dodgers recently um, apologized to an organization that they had previously said no to performing at any of their games. Uh, the group's called the Sisters of the Perpetual Indulgence. And they um, they are a group by their own um, description is, um, let's see, they're the, a leading edge order of queer and trans nuns. That's what they've described on their website. Yeah. That's what they, they describe yeah. themselves as. Yeah, they who, come dressed up as nuns. Even wearing devil horns and all sorts of stuff as well. Yeah, and sometimes not much clothing yeah. and inappropriate mm-hmm. and making a mockery of Jesus and mm-hmm. crucifixion. Yeah. And so the Dodgers had previously told them no. They had yeah. such a, a reaction in their area. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers reversed that, have apologized to mm-hmm. them and having them uh, at their games in the month of June. Yeah. Um, so and, and to be recognized as well. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, there's two examples. And then of course, um, target has come under fire recently for clothing that they have, not just clothing, but children's transgender clothing, uh, children's coloring books Mm -hmm. depicting LGBTQ and all the other forms in it. Um, women's swimsuits made with extra space for those who have not had reconstructive surgery, um, shirts, with advertising and logos and words promoting that community. And then all of that's odd Crazy. enough to me, but then they also come out with shirt and uh, jewelry that has the label on it, Satan respects pronouns. That's just, I mean... Bold. That's crazy. <laughs> it's like, wow, we've it's gone that far. Yeah. Just when you think it couldn't get... Yeah. As any further now mm-hmm. now satan is he's the good guy yeah yeah and and jesus is the bad guy yeah exactly in the in the, in the public and mm-hmm. so what is happening here this mm-hmm. is just it's spinning out of control at a more rapid rate than we yeah, could have absolutely. ever imagined for sure so yeah it, it, the the month it, it invites all of that and again the fact that he uses the word pride tells us something we're not just talking about um an expectation of it being accepted. We're yeah. talking about the demand of it being mm-hmm. celebrated. Yeah. And so that's a very different thing. Pride month is. Yeah. It's not like people just like going about their business and just living their life and doing these things right. again, still the sin, mm-hmm. but it's not mm-hmm. like they're just doing this, you know, over there, Passively. but it's like, Hey, this whole month we're taking pride yep. in that we live this way. Yep. Therefore, you ought to celebrate it. And if you don't yep. celebrate it, we're going to make a mockery out of you. Again, yep. the Dodgers, for example. Yeah. You know. So uh, we see it in, in business and industry. We also see it in churches today. Um, yes. Churches uh, across America are, are uh, you can almost see the divide happening between the churches that do support and accept the entire community and those who have drawn some lines and held true to the scripture. And you see mm-hmm. that among churches see that in denominations we've seen that recently with the methodist church mm-hmm. as they have uh, undergone a split and um that one of their more conservative branch i guess you'd say yeah. at this point is now called global methodist and they're aligning with uh, traditional views of scripture against the entire community and their sins uh, again not against the people but against the sin mm-hmm. and the movement and so, and then you could you could go down any denominational branch, whether it be assemblies or Baptist, Presbyterian, whichever branch you want. You're going to find churches on either side mm-hmm. uh, of the issue, and then attention is just increasing, of course, across yeah. 
the land. You find parents raising up now in, in communities at their school boards, and mm-hmm. uh, school boards have chosen to allow certain curriculum and books in their libraries, but the parents come in and attempt to read those same books out loud in yeah. front of the school board say, hey, and public. And, That's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're stopped for that. So um, now, there's, now there's continuing to be an increasing movement where any kind of speech against the LGBTQIA2S plus is beginning to be considered hate speech where there can be legal action taken against you for that. In Canada, I was reading that there are laws now uh, near being passed that would create safe zones uh, in their cities where you, if you spoke out against any of those letters or that community, you could be fined up to $25,000. So, uh, there's definitely a different spirit in the in the country today. There's different yeah. movement happening, and Absolutely. it it uh, is it, kind of it again begs a question: What do we what do we yeah, do? Exactly, with all of this? yeah. Especially, you know, especially for the Christians, especially for the church. You know, it all it causes Christians come to a place that have to consider what what is my personal response to Pride mm-hmm. Month. You know, we are putting this podcast out as, hey, this is our church, vertical church, and the body of the church. Is, mm-hmm. This is what we as the leaders are saying right. is our response. And so it begs the question for the individual, what is my mm-hmm. response? You know, mm-hmm. so we are going to show you from the Bible what right. the Christian, the biblical response is to be to Pride Month. But, mm-hmm. you know, these questions all come to mind. What what do I say to my children mm-hmm. about all of this. Mm-hmm. What do I say to my family or to my friends, you know, who may be involved in this stuff? You yeah. Know? You know, even with the children, it's tough because you want to shield your children from those yeah. things. That's not the, yeah. the subject you want to bring up. Com- exactly. Conversation. You want to protect them from all those thoughts. But yeah. with what's happening in the culture today, at some point you have to have the conversation that you really didn't want to have to have with exactly. them. So, but yeah, exactly. We could do a whole thing on that, yeah. but you know, the other, the other question you may be asking, you may have encountered it. You most likely, you know, if you have a diverse group of friends, you will encounter this. What about a homosexual or a transgender wedding that you've been invited to? Mm-hmm. Do you attend that? What happens there? Mm-hmm. What do you say? Uh, another one, what do you say in the workplace? You know, what, how do I respond to this coworker? How do I respond if there's management above saying, Hey, you need to be doing these mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. in relation to the community mm-hmm. of the, the transgender and all mm-hmm. the LGBT community. Uh, and then, you know, what, what do I do when the place that I shop at, again, the target mm-hmm. example, what do I do in that case? Do I boycott? Do I continue? Do I, mm-hmm warn everyone what do i do do right. i go and attack a store or what do i do? you know yeah. uh you know another question is what you know what is the response of the church to be in today's day you yeah. know what is the response uh from the pulpit from the bible from our groups that we're in and how do we interact with you know the individuals right. of the lgbtq community yep. and how do we interact with the whole of the community you yeah. know and, and the movement itself That's, yeah exactly you know i I'll, i can tell you up front you're gonna be listening today and you're gonna it's gonna feel at times like we're waffling on this issue but i, mm-hmm. I want to make a clear distinction between there's a response to pride month then there's a response to individuals who recognize their sin and want to be free from that. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you'll hear that today. I don't want to at all give off any hints that we are uncertain in our response. We're very certain because that's what the Bible 
I exactly. think, teaches us. But we have to be clear on how we respond and what we're responding to. Responding yeah. to Pride Month is, is the primary mm-hmm. purpose of our conversation yeah. today. So Pride Month, the community in general, and then mm-hmm. to the individual as well. You'll hear yeah. all of those. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, even in all of that, there are oftentimes two extremes that you may hear mm-hmm. from believers, you know, uh, or from others. And and one extreme, one way swing is that violence, is the hatred, is the um, vindictive, like I need to go and seek to, you know, I need to seek ill will of all of these yeah, individuals. Whatever that you might know? be. Mm-hmm. That's one side of the swing. And then the way other side is, we just need to love everyone. We don't need to offend mm-hmm. anyone, abide by every pronoun you yeah. can find or yep. you can yep. pronounce. Don't and offend. Yeah, exactly. And accept them without any intention of ever trying to change their mind, you yeah. know, accept speak, them. Speak truth. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Accept them just for who they are and how they are and just love them where they're at. Right. Those are kind of two of the big time swings. So we are going to be within that. Yeah. We're going to be showing what the Bible has to say. Yeah, that's always our goal here mm-hmm. um, is to see what scripture says and apply it to the realities of life. We're, mm-hmm. not, we're not following a faith that lives only on Sundays within contexts of religion. We're following a uh, following Jesus who has truth for every area of life. And so we live <laughs> yeah. out this faith. And here's how we believe scripture speaks to these issues. We're going to look at 10, 10 truths that we mm-hmm. must Keep in mind and follow as we um, enter into Pride Month. Number one, we must stand on what the Bible says yep. about LGBTQIA+, whatever those yeah. letters might be out there. And all of those actions are contrary to Scripture, and God calls them sin. Um, we don't base our view toward those activities based on our opinion, based on our feelings, based on how nice the people are that we know that are engaged in them, we base what we say and what we feel even based on what God says about them. And he makes it clear Mm -hmm. that it is sin. So lots of scriptures, we're not going to show all of them today in what we discussed, but I'll hit some highlights. Uh, The Old Testament law spoke definitively against it. Leviticus 18.22, you shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. Uh, God has a design. He Mm -hmm. created them male and female from the beginning. And Mm -hmm. this is his design. Anything beyond that is contrary to his ways and an abomination, strong wording here of uh, of what that uh, what that sin is. The New Testament speaks strongly as well. You read Romans chapter 1, there's a description of um, a culture and what happens as it moves further away from the commands of God Mm -hmm. and love for God. Mm -hmm. You get down to Romans 1, 26 and 27, and as he's describing the culture that has hardened its heart against God and pushed and rejected his ways, you find it says, for this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. In other words, God gave them over. They resisted, they rejected, so God opened the door for them to go ahead and go ahead and act on their vile passions. Mm -hmm. He says, for even their women exchange the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of the error which was due. So again, Old Testament 
and New Testament speak on the issue. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I've heard people say, yeah, but Jesus never spoke on the issue of homosexuality. Jesus never dealt with transgender. You don't hear him speak on it. If he didn't speak on it, then we shouldn't be so uptight about it. Well, uh, Jesus did speak about what is right and what is God's design. Mm-hmm. And he speaks what the consistency of God's word speaks already. Um, in Matthew 19, it says that Jesus said to them, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? So here is Jesus speaking definitively that there are two genders only that is determined by your physical birth. Mm -hmm. And said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So Mm -hmm. they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. So Jesus speaks definitively on what marriage is. It's a man and it's a woman, and Mm -hmm. they are intended to live as one together. This is God's design. The New Testament goes on and affirms even more about the purpose in that, the beauty of the picture of Jesus and the church in the man and the woman. And so the Bible's clear on these issues. And if you approach it looking for what it says, you will find that. If you approach it looking for ways around it, you will find what you think are ways around it. But as Christians, we stand here first and foremost, Mm -hmm. not on our opinion, not on our feelings, not on recent cultural norms, but on exactly what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And those, what the Bible says is that all of those are sin. Yep. Now, Number two, our calling as the church is to share the gospel to meet people in their sin. So, um, yes, in this Pride Month, we stand against the arrogance and the yes. refusal to walk in God's ways, the, the, the calling that says God has failed, has created me in error, and mm-hmm. I know a better way, and I don't mm-hmm. believe in his word, and I believe my feelings are better than what God has prescribed mm-hmm. and ordained. That is all sin. Mm-hmm. And the gospel is intended to meet people in their sin. Exactly. So our response as the church for individuals, I'll say, yep. is to help meet them yeah. in their sin and offer them hope and redemption. Yeah. Okay. So whether they have um, walked through things that have led them to their place of uh, sin today, whether they experience betrayal, rejection, hurt, confusion, mm-hmm. abuse, depression, you name it, yeah. there is a place of hope in Jesus for you and freedom from your sin and wholeness in your identity in Jesus. Exactly, so yeah. much of the time, again, that's what you find when you, you talk with people who are in the community is they're they're looking for fulfillment and yeah. wholeness. Meaning. And, and meaning stuff, yeah. and connection worth. Yeah. and worth and feeling like they have someone who understands them. Mm-hmm. Hey, all of that is in Jesus Christ exactly. and he'll free you and he'll love you, and he'll set you on the path to discover life that he has created for you. Exactly. So um, when we speak about these issues today, I I will keep drawing this line that the stance against uh, the sin is in reference to Pride Month and Mm -hmm. the sin itself. Exactly. But for the one who is the sinner in it, the one who is in the midst of it, the one who really wants to find help and hope, Mm -hmm. there is 
a place of hope. Yeah, Jesus exactly. did not come to forever condemn you in your sin. Mm-mm. He came to free you. Exactly. So, yeah, you know, uh, we all know John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. John three seventeen. The very next words of Jesus say, "For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved." So, yeah. um, a pronouncement of sin is not uh, a forever denunciation of condemnation. You don't have to forever be condemned. Yeah. You can acknowledge your sin and come to Jesus and be freed from your sin. Exactly. So for sure, this is this is uh, our responsibility as well. Yeah. To confront the sin, hold true to God's word, but at the same exactly. time offer the gospel of hope for people exactly. who are caught in sin. Yeah. And again, just to continue a little more on that, like for the person that's watching this, uh, you you know, you may not. Or you may be like, yes, I've got all of my thoughts already lined up with how I understand my response to Pride Month, all of those things. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, you know, but our hope is that through this podcast, you do have that uh, understanding of the truth mm-hmm. and you have understanding of the love, mm-hmm. you know, the compassion. Mm-hmm. Again, so like the first one, standing on what the Bible says about all of this mm-hmm. different lifestyle, the LGBTQ, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, again, speaking about the whole community. And then for this one, sharing the hope of the gospel to meet a person in their sin. Mm-hmm. That's to the individual. So yeah. again, to have that in mind of, yes, the truth at all costs, yeah. but yes, compassion, mercy, and grace, just like I was saved. Yeah. Someone else needs that as well. Yeah, uh, Jesus was full of grace and truth, and exactly. that's our, our calling yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so number three is we have to recognize that there are those who do have real temptations toward these sins, and our goal is not to just meet them and aid them mm-hmm. in those temptations, yeah. but to help them be freed from their identity in the temptation. Exactly. Wow, that's true for all of us. Exactly. You know, yeah. Whether you're... To you know, change the channel, and your temptation is lust or greed or gluttony. Mm-hmm. You do not have to live in the identity of that yeah, temptation exactly. and that sin. You can live freed from those mm-hmm. in Jesus in a new identity that says, "I am forgiven, I am freed, and I am loved." Mm-hmm. And so, in that, I I now root my identity in who Jesus says I am, not in what I was not in what my feelings tell me, not in what my urges and appetites tell me. Because the the whole idea of just saying, well, I just feel like I am LGBTQIA2, whatever. That the the way of approaching this, I feel, is setting yourself up Mm -hmm. as the deity. I feel therefore I I am. Yeah, I feel I am. So this is I this is what I will do. Mm -hmm. That is removing God from the throne. That is removing hope, that's removing the gospel, that's removing Jesus, removing his death, removing his resurrection from the elevated place of of, of deity mm-hmm. and putting ourselves in that place and say, my urges and appetites are in the lead. So um, the church has had a hard time, I think, over decades understanding that, no, these temptations are real, but so are the temptations to every other area in life. And the exactly. message of the gospel is you don't have to be a slave to those. Yeah. And I think the thing that complicates this for a lot of people is that there is 
literally a community of people out there who mm. are going to say, hey, you're one of us. We will accept you and promote you and yeah. and we will love love mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. for everything that you are, yep. no matter what. And you'll have that here right now. You'll have a group of people yep. surround you. Yep. You know, it's like what the church should be for other believers, you know, but exactly. they have created this um, very enticing mm-hmm. uh, appeal to mm-hmm. someone who says, I don't know my worth. I don't have friends. I don't have this, mm-hmm. this, this. Well, look here on this planet right now, you can have all of the friends, all of the, you know, acceptance yep. that you want. Yep. Right. And I think that's the enticing and hard um, yeah. appeal for those. Mm-mm. And that's the, cost that has to be counted for them who say, I'm not going to go in that way. Right. Yeah, that's true. And, and I think, um, I'm going to switch a couple of these up out of order here. Okay, go for but it. I want to put number four is this for us today is that as the church, we have to have spaces that are graceful spaces for those wanting to be free. Mm-hmm. So now this is where it's going to, this is where it's going to sound like we're talking opposition to ourselves today, but I'm yeah. not. Uh, there's a, there's a stance against Pride Month, mm-hmm. but there is a stance of of there is a place of grace for the individual exactly. who wants to come be free. So, for example, we've had people attend our church who have struggled with temptations toward many of the those act yeah. those letters. Yeah, the door is open for every <laughs> sinner who comes in saying, I want to find help and hope and yes. see what Jesus offers. Exactly. Doors open. And we've had those people come in the door. Um, in fact, every person that comes in the door has come mm-hmm. with some sin that they're looking to find Jesus to help them be mm-hmm. free from. Exactly. And what the church must do is make sure that space is always there. Mm-hmm. But then there's a place where we can't have within the space someone who adamantly denies the reality of Jesus to free you and adamantly wants to have their sin celebrated. Yeah. Whether it be gluttony, whether it be hatred, bitterness, jealousy, homosexuality, lust, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You, You can't have within the context of Jesus followers people who are absolutely resistant to following Jesus. Yeah. And so there has to be a place of grace. Paul made it clear that where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. Yes. Mm-hmm. and But that grace is for those who will humble themselves. Exactly. Peter would go on and say, God resists the proud, mm-hmm. but gives grace to the humble. So I think that becomes the Christian's banner statement for June. Yeah. God resists the proud. Yes. But gives grace to the humble. Exactly. There's a rejection so of Pride Month. Yes. But there is there is grace exactly. for the individual who comes humble. Yeah. And further than just grace, there's freedom. Yeah. For those who are willing to change, you know. Yeah. For those who are willing to walk in obedience, there's freedom yeah. from what has bound you. And I think again, that's a huge difference there is, you know, it's not we here at Vertical are not just opening a door. Hey, whoever wants to come in, right. stay the way you are, have yep. a great time. But yep. it is very much like we've said here many times, come in how you are, but don't leave the way that you were. You yeah. know, Leave yeah. differently because of the grace that you've encountered. Yep. God resists the pride month that gives grace to the humble. Yeah, exactly. That, that's, that's the yes. reality yeah. here. Number five, we must know 
that there will be reaction for our stance yes. from the other side. Exactly. Uh, anytime you stand and denounce sin or call activity sin, there's going to be people who will react to that. And Jesus, mm-hmm. Jesus experienced that. He spoke unashamedly about sin in his day, uh, even publicly, and to the humiliation of some, even publicly. Yeah. And he faced, obviously, persecution reaction for that. Mm-hmm. He didn't um, just happen to stumble into crucifixion. It yeah. came because of his stance. Exactly. So Jesus said in Matthew 5, Blessed are you when they revile and yeah. persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Yep. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Yeah. yeah. Blessed be, is that person. It's yeah. incredible. There will be reaction when you say God resists the pride month mm-hmm. but gives grace to the humble. Yeah. And, and we just stand on that. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, hold on. You don't like that? Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, let me change that. Uh, the New the New Testament affirmed that we would face persecution as well. Um, Paul wrote to a young pastor and said, yeah, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Mm-hmm. 2 Timothy 3.12. And then knowing all of that, we have to then hold to the, the boundaries of the gospel that speak truth and grace at the same time. Uh, we're not after a gospel that has no offense to it. The gospel by its very nature in offering good news first raises the banner of bad news. You are in your sin. And if, if there is no declaration of sin, then there can be no need for a, yeah. a savior. Yeah. So Second uh, Peter 1, 7, and 8 says, Therefore, to you who believe, he, Jesus, is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Mm-hmm. They stumble being disobedient to the word to which they were also appointed. There has to be some offense to yeah. the gospel. We yeah. cannot neuter the gospel by taking away anything that could possibly hurt someone's feelings or offend them in it. And this is, I think this is the tragedy of, of the church that has struggled in this day and time is there, there's a, there's groups within the church or churches today that would seek to remove anything that could be offensive or uh, appear uh, like taking a stand on a social matter. Yep. And, and this, this is, this is hurtful to the gospel and damaging to the kingdom. Yep, definitely. All right. Uh, number six, we must, as the church, hold to our stance even when others want to redefine yeah. truth. Yeah. So uh, the church has been given the assignment from heaven of being the pillar in the ground of truth. There yeah. is no other group on ch- on planet Earth besides mm-hmm. the, cho- the church mm-hmm. that has responsibility for holding God's word to be true yeah. and, and holding it out as the word of life and holding it out as 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 what is holy and just and the demands of God. And you know, the only time you find Jesus at a point where he is really angry in the New Testament is at a time when the place of his father's house, he says, is turned from being what it meant, was meant to be, a yeah. place of prayer, into a place where there was um, selfishness and yeah. greed and uh, where money changers are taking advantage yeah. of those coming in to give genuine worship to God. Yeah. 
And in doing so, he, Jesus methodically and intentionally goes about um, putting together a whip and he uses it to drive them out. And he says, my father's house shall be a house of prayer. Uh, we're called to have that same type of diligence yeah. and um, desire to keep the the purity of the gospel within our house, exactly the yeah. church. Yep, yeah. So uh, we must do that. That's part of the calling of of pastors and elders and the members of the church to hold to the integrity of that. And it's it's being challenged in this day. Mm-hmm. It's being challenged at every level, and it's important that churches and pastors and leaders hold to those things. And and now, the question then is, what, what about outside of the church? If, we're, if we take care of our house, I can do that. But what about when you're outside the house? What about when you're going out into yeah. public? Yeah. These become the bigger issues, I think, exactly. uh, in our day, or, or, or other issues for the individual believer. So, you know, what about when uh, the businesses that I support mm-hmm. begin to become um, advertising moguls for yeah. the LGBTQ exactly. and so forth? What about when policies are being uh, put into place in in my work environment? What about family and friends and weddings? And what about seeking legislation to stop some of this? And what about voting our convictions? Those are all necessities. And those are all things that every believer must come to a place of understanding their own personal convictions. Exactly. So the church can take some stands about its house, but... Every home yes. needs to make some decisions about it. Take house. responsibility. Yep. And so parents have to deal with the reality today. What What am I going to do? Am I going to continue to go to the store or support this business mm-hmm. um, that I take my child to, and there all of a sudden they are forcing a, a, a sexual agenda upon them in that space? What am I going to do? Uh, I think this requires great discernment. For every individual, um, I have things, of course, I would recommend if you ask me as a pastor. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean more on the responsibility of every every father, mother, and husband, yeah. wife, man, woman to make those decisions within exactly. your home. There should be a place in which our convictions meet meet the road, though, mm-hmm. where our convictions mm-hmm. show up. Uh, and where our money is spent, our time is yeah, spent, exactly. where our, our passions go. So, um, you know, if you ask me, what about if I have a family member and they are having uh, a trans wedding, should I go to it? If you were to ask me, should I go to it? I would say, I would say no. I would say you should not because you're giving support of that union. But you have to make that call, that decision. You have to make that decision exactly. on whether you're going to go to that event yeah. or have them in your home or continue on long-term yeah. relationships with them. Those things you have to decide. Yeah. Every situation is a little bit unique. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. We've talked many times with, through that question and through similar questions. And mm-hmm. they're just so, there's so many variables in all of those, you know, closeness and relation, yep. relationship you already have with that person. All, all of those things. How long you've been yeah. related to them, know yes. them. How long have they been like that? There's just so many variables yep. that it's hard to just be like, hey, here's what we'll, boom, here's the answer. <laughs> here's the 10 you rules. Know, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's, not. it's not exactly that way, no, but it's not. It, it does require intense discernment, sensitivity, yep. wisdom, grace, yep. and 
like we've been saying, truth as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and whatever choice you make, do what you do based on faith. Yeah, don't exactly. do it in the absence of faith, or not like, well, that's what my parents are going to do, or that's yeah. what my sibling is going to do. No, or seek the Lord, seek the Scriptures, pray, yeah. use discernment, and mm-hmm. then act. Put your yeah. faith into practice, exactly. whichever way it goes into the matter, mm-hmm. and so stand on the word. Yeah, whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Um, so as we, as we move into these last few here, I, I want to, uh, the tone's going to change a little bit because, again, we're talking about Pride Month, not just individuals who mm-hmm. are dealing with temptations. Yeah, exactly. So um, you, you're going to hear the tone change just a little bit here because one of the things that we must do, and I'll put this as number eight, is we must protect the young today. Yeah. from the evil influences and the, the, the gross immorality yes. that is paraded in front of them, whether it be in some public school settings with transgender book readings or whether it be when you walk into your local yeah. Target and there are clothing and statements or whether you walk into mm-hmm. Petco or mm-hmm. whether you, wherever you go, you're going to see this. Um, Jesus had some hard words Big time for words. those who... Uh, seek to lead children astray. And that's really what it appears the movement today yeah. is targeted Focusing at. Focusing in on. You it's, know. Not, it's not so much aimed at adults. No. It seems targeted at children. Yeah. And so you have to question something like that. Why, yeah. why, are, why are the children being on? targeted yeah, exactly. here? Uh, so in Matthew 18, Jesus Jesus says this. He says, whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Not light. <laughs> no, that's heavy. Yeah. Literally, a, yeah. a millstone, yeah. uh, you know, hundreds, a thousand pounds more used um, in the mill, and Jesus said, it'd be better if that was tied around a person's neck and then drowned in the sea to never appear again. Yeah. But I thought we were supposed to love everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you have I to take we in, the, to offend, take in the whole of Jesus' words here. Exactly. This is how serious he is yes. about uh, children being targeted exactly. yeah. and to practice sin, to, yes. be, to be identified and pursued exactly. to lead them astray. Yes, and that's where, again, it does go back to there should be that justice burning in you yes. and, and a righteous anger to yes. burn in you to say, not my family. Exactly. Not my kids, not those around me, yep. not at my school, not yep. at my church, not yep. at my whatever not it in is. This generation. Exactly. You yep. say, if this is what Jesus is saying, at all costs, yep. I'm protecting and equipping my kids yep. to till the day I die kind yep. of thing, you know, yep. and I will yep. protect the young till the day I die because yep. those are intense words from yeah. Jesus. It is. So uh, I think, I think we're called to that and we must protect the young, the weak from mm-hmm. the temptation, the lure, the, the predators who are out to take advantage of them and lead them away into gross sin. Yeah. Um, number nine is similar to this is that we must protect our own families and children from those who want to force an agenda on them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm, I'm moving from, in general, protecting children mm-hmm. to our own house and family. So I'm going back into the house here, yep. my own house, my own family. Here's what mm-hmm. I'd say. 
parents, you've got to do your work these days. You can no longer be passive and just assume that they'll come around one day. (laughs) Yeah, or or assume that everything is safe. Yeah, that's this is no longer the day we live in. Yeah, Uh, there are predators. There are those who seek your child's harm um, Mm -hmm. physically, but also with a message. A message to lead them astray, a message to confuse them in their identity, yeah. a message that even seeks freedom for them to have surgical yep. change to their body without you without ever knowing concern. it. Yeah. That's actually literally just passed in Washington this last month. And so again, this is not just fear mongering. This no. is not just like, well, you better watch out. But this is very much, hey, this is the reality in which we live in. So you can either close your eyes to it and act like everything's mm-hmm. all nice and happy yeah. and then one day realize what in the world's going on. Or yeah. you can be proactive now in establishing the family and yeah. equipping the family, yeah. right? So be aware in public. If you if you be out with your children, if your children are out, be aware of yeah. what your surroundings are. I'm not talking about just your physical safety alone, but be aware of the messages and the pictures and the conversations yeah. and the things that are happening. Um, be aware um, in your child's education, whatever the format is, mm-hmm. private, public, yep. Christian, homeschool, yep. whatever it might be. Yep. Be aware, be alert, be engaged, be mm-hmm. involved, keep your eyes on it, have yeah. conversations, protect them because there are people who are out to get them. They're targeting them. And then mm-hmm. be aware when it comes to all online engagement. No longer can you just hand your phone to your child, let them play an app or a game and assume they're safe. No longer can you just put them in front of the TV and show a YouTube video and assume they're safe because what follows that video is another video and they're Mm -hmm. only a click or two away from something crazy, destructive, something perverse. Mm -hmm. They're being targeted. And so be aware and be alert. We must protect our children Mm -hmm. in these days, in our home, in our own responsibilities. We have to protect protect them from those who seek to hurt them. Which leads us to the last one today, is that the greatest way I think we do that is by teaching and modeling a healthy biblical design within our own homes. Yes. If you want to help your child be safe from all that's in the world, then ensure that what they see and what they know is a healthy picture within the home. So, yes, you'll have to have difficult conversations Mm -hmm. to teach them about the dangers in the world. Mm -hmm. You're probably at some point going to have to have conversations with them about the friend that says they have two mommies. Yeah, and it'll happen most likely younger than you are ready for. That's true. Teach them about those dangers. Equip them with truth. But more importantly, live out the real example within your home. So uh, dads, husbands, live out within your home healthy biblical models of masculinity, what that looks like. Be like the Father Mm -hmm. God. Demonstrate those qualities. Show them strength. Show them compassion. Mm -hmm. Show Mm -hmm. them what a man lives like who follows Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Show them hard work, love, grace, mercy. Yes. You know all of all of leadership. Yep. Initiative. Yep. Sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Show all of those. Mm -hmm. Um, Communicate that by your voice. Communicate that in your appearance. Communicate that Mm -hmm. in how you relate to those around Mm -hmm. you. This yeah. is this is an imperative that the New Testament models. The New Testament 
is happening in a day of strange perversions as well. Exactly. And so you have within the Christian community this push to uh, live out the biblical principles, the the pictures of of God and and the reality of life. And so you find passages like 1 Corinthians 16, 13, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men and be strong. Yeah. You have this admonition to be to be men in your day so that your your sons see that, so that your daughters see that, so mm-hmm. that they have an accurate picture of what does a what does a godly man look mm-hmm. like? Yeah. Who am I supposed to marry? Yeah. Because yeah, they're gonna grow up and look at that, and that's what they're gonna know. That's the model. And they'll either decide, mm-hmm. yes, I want that, or that's the last thing I want. Mm-hmm. And Largely be determined by the type of man that you mm-hmm. were in the home. The, the, if you showed a masculine form of a follower of Jesus in the home, mm-hmm. that's what you're called to. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is also true for women. Live out a demonstrated biblical view of femininity. What does yes. that look like? What does it look like to be a Jesus-following mm-hmm. woman? This is this is important. And, yeah. and the way the, the New Testament talks about it is that this is something you pass from one generation to the next. Yes, exactly. You have to mm-hmm. demonstrate and live out. In fact, that's how it happens. Mm-hmm. It's not something you wait for the school to teach your children about. No. It's not something you wait for the church to teach your children mm-hmm. about. You do that in your home mm-hmm. and then look for confirming models out there mm-hmm. as the church and whatever other institutions you might choose. But yeah. the way it shows up is in how you live that out. So, for example, Titus. Um, Paul's writing to a young pastor and helping him understand how do we do this in our home? And he says, he says this, he said, the older woman, likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children. And he goes on and gives a description of that, but he presents this model that it happens in the home, the context of home. You pass along what it looks like to be a Jesus-following woman in how you live. So you want to protect your child? Yes, protect them from the dangers out there, but more importantly, show them what it looks like, the fullness of a woman who loves Jesus, the fullness of a man who's following Jesus Mm -hmm. in his life. This is a principle that applies to so many different areas of life. If you want to prevent the darkness from creeping in, then you turn on the light. You show the light. Exactly. Uh, Ephesians 5 gives this principle have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness yep that applies in this discussion yep. today but rather expose them mm-hmm. that's important as well for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret mm-hmm. very relevant applicable i don't have to go into all the details of yeah. all the gross sins out there here's here, here's the truth but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light for whatever yep. makes manifest is light. Yep. The way to change a dark room is to turn a light on. Mm-hmm. If you yep. want to change the darkness that is attacking our children, our families, our culture today, they turn Bring on the, the light. light in. Yep. Turn exactly. on the light. Here's what it looks like to be a Jesus-following man. Here's what it looks like to be a Jesus-following woman. Here's what a Jesus-following marriage looks like. Mm-hmm. Show your children healthy models of that, and you'll create the greatest internal barrier that they'll need yep. against anything else. Exactly. So it's uh, good. We've covered a lot of space today on this. Um, I think we've our attempt, our goal has been to address the Pride Month. Yep. God resists 
the pride. Mm-hmm. It gives grace to the humble. Mm-hmm. And he calls us to hold out the gospel, but within our own homes, protect, protect, mm-hmm. and then give the accurate model of what it looks like and raise up your children to know and love Jesus with all their heart. Yeah. So I uh, hope it's been helpful to you. Um, this is a, a month that we must define how we're going to live, what yeah. we're going to say, and what the gospel looks like in it. So yeah. um, anything else, True? I'm good. I'm, I'm looking forward to the response from y'all. Yeah. Again, if you have thoughts, please comment them. You can email us here at the church. Come visit our church. And yeah. We stand only on the word, you know, not on feelings or anything like that. So join us here at Vertical. Yeah. All right. So blessings to you. Keep on lifting them up and living them out. 